Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to Clean Chats. Now, this is actually one of the interviews in our special 16-day um, interviews all about domestic violence and the effects that they have had on mental health uh, in line with the uh, UN Day of Prevention Against um, Gender-Based Violence. Um, so we are on day six now, um, and I have an amazing queen who will introduce her name in just a second. But before we get into anything, just a trigger warning, we will be talking about domestic violence and domestic abuse. So if this is something that is quite triggering to you, um, please skip these episodes um, and come back when you're in a better frame of mind or not, um, it's entirely up to you. Uh, so without further ado, uh, could you just introduce your name and your title for me, my lovely? Hi, I, my name is Chanel Henderson and I'm your young um, Miss European international finalist representing South London. Yes, the yummy. Yeah, true. Um, it's been probably been a while since you've had to say your title with everything that's been happening. I know <laughs> it has been a long time. I even had to think there. I have my sash in front of me, and I had to look up <laughs> just to clarify, make sure I get it right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, so let's get into it because I know. Um, obviously, I know your pageant journey, and of course, we've talked about it many times. Um, but for those who are listening, I want you to tell us about your story um, with domestic abuse. Um, so if you feel comfortable to share. Of course. Um, so my story with domestic abuse, I grew up in a house where domestic abuse was present um, from the youngest age of seven, as far as I can remember myself. Mm. Um, it... I, I think it's really like it's some things that when you're a child you don't notice how it's there or you know sometimes you kind of ignore it so for me seven is the earliest I can remember but I can probably if I sit probably go back a lot more yeah. um, to little snippets and stuff that went on um, and this was with my mum's um, pre- previous partner at the time and it went to a stage from small arguments or, you know, my mom told she's not allowed places um, to big blowouts to finding my mom. Oh, finding my mom once covered in blood and, you know, hardly breathing and having to make that call for the ambulance to get her mm-hmm. help. And it wasn't that last time from there. It just constantly was going and ongoing um through different things he never actually us as children living in the house at the time it was just myself and my brother um he never there was no abuse towards us um in a sense um but I can definitely say I know that from witnessing that and hearing everything that's been going on it has affected me myself and even how I think about approaching like relationships and mm. having co- tough conversations and you, you know it's like I found myself crawling into a shell almost because I didn't know if it was right to even speak up to you know a man or a guy because I witnessed what happened to my mum um But it took my mum a few years until she, you know, built up that courage that she needed to take that step out 
of that household. And once she did, we were in a um, temporary home um, with, you know, with other women that are escaping from domestic abuse or were escaping from domestic abuse, I should say. Um, and we were there for a li- little over a year until we finally mm. found suitable accommodation or they helped us find accommodation. Um, and, you know, it, it it's hard to say because we always forget that you know, these women that go through the things that it, that doesn't, getting away does not stop from future because even my mum's next boyfriend after that had a similar approach to things. Um, then I was a bit older, so a bit more my brother and I, you know, we could stand up for her a bit more mm. in that sense. And even though sometimes she didn't want us to, it just got to the point that we were like, mum, we, we, we can't watch you go through this again we cannot like like we cannot and it then she if she was like to him no you need to go and he's gone and she's living her best life (laughs) (laughs) living her best life now and I think have a different approach to things um but it took a long time for her to get there and for us now my brother and I like super protective we're just like as soon as she mentioned any new boyfriend or anything, we're just like, who, what? We would probably, you know, probably put on be inspectors and do like background searches and stuff like that now. Because we're just like, mm. if you even raise your voice, you are not, you don't get past that stage. <laughs> and I think even my mom is a bit like that now where, you know, because she's gone through that, it, it's been years since I was seven and now I'm 27. Um, so 20 years of on and off, on and off going through that. Um, I think now she's finally, you know, it took her, what, five years ago where she said, no, I'm not dealing with this anymore. Mm. Um, and this is it. And she has a different at- attitude and approach to things. Um, but it takes a lot to get there. There was a lot of blood, tears, mm. bruises, mental um, <laughs> breakdowns from all stages, whether it's just her or even us as kids, we went through our mental stage stages of, you know, not feel trusting anyone or not, you know, wanting to talk to people because we didn't know if they were, you know, because we considered our stepdad as safe, you know, mm. and they, that person broke that safety. So then mm. who do you trust after that type of thing? But we're getting there. <laughs> Gets there. <laughs> getting there. It is a massive journey. I think sometimes the scars still don't heal, even though the physical ones heal very quickly. Yeah. Well, it depends on obviously what happened. There are different situations, but it's the mental scars that go. When you said like it never happened to you, but you're in that household, and that is the psychological thing of if you're growing up with it, mm-hmm. sometimes you think of well, that's how a man should treat a female. Yeah. Um, or I shouldn't say these things because that's what happened. And, you know, I've, I feel the same way because, I mean, obviously I experienced exactly the same as you. And it's like, mm. it's hard of how we project ourselves in our relationships. Yeah. Um, because do you find that some of the stuff that happened when you were a child, you try and, like, prevent yourself in your yeah. relationships or... trying to already fight yeah like I already like sometimes I think um like I put up the barrier like that extra yeah. barrier 
that maybe I don't need it but it's almost like I push that person away mm-hmm. um because I'm just like wait what you know because I'm already like at the defensive route because I'm trying to prevent anything else to happen type of thing um I would say my previous approach was like a bit more shied away a little Mm. bit more timid like I wouldn't be able to speak up and I would just nod and I would just do and then I saw that you know and it's also looking back because I didn't fully notice at the time that I was also in a relationship that wasn't physical abuse, but more like it was more like gaslighting and Mm. the controlling. And it just like dealing with it and just like, okay, so, you know, and I'm saying it looking at myself now and looking back at what I was doing. I'm just thinking that maybe because I thought, you know, this was the right thing. I sat there and just said yes and just do whatever needed to be done. Um, whereas now my mental approach is like, sometimes I feel sorry for my boyfriend because if he even goes, ha, I'm just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, <'cause> I, <laughs> um, but it, it just, it, it's like, it takes definitely a toll on you because you, sometimes you get, you're giving one half of yourself and the other time you're giving, um, another set. But with myself, I'm just so lucky that I've taken the time to really educate myself. So sometimes when I do stuff, I'm like, Chanel, you know, who's <laughs> <laughs> not like, you know, and it, it's only because I've taken the time to, you know, get myself a lot more educated on the topic, having grown up with it. Uh, so I approach it different ways, but I, I'm still affected no matter what. I think I could know more, but I'm still like affected in so many ways. It's just like, putting in words is just yeah um I yeah I um I can see how it's nice that you are the reflection to see from that past relationship to go actually from previous experience from when you're growing up go if I just say yes and just agree with it there'll be no conflict whereas that can be damaging in itself and reflecting on that and bringing that into another relationship or two it's not even just relationship with a partner but your friends as well and you know you're identifying actually I I shouldn't have said it this way this Uh is how I approach it um which is really healthy as well um so talking of obviously said about how some of the things are still affected you today with the refuge in that did they offer any counseling did they offer any help that way I know they provide the safe space um Mm -hmm. Do they find anything else? Um, we, so my, I think at the time, I think they're improved a lot more now. But at the mm. time, the main focus was with my mum, yeah. really. Um, but we did have a few sessions. Um, but I think, you know, they didn't think at that time that it was as effective as it is now or mm. affecting to the per- younger person. It was only um, when I got older where I so okay maybe I do need to go speak to somebody um because um maybe I am like because I got to a stage where I was sad and then I was angry and then when I was angry I was like really like always angry um so it was just like okay maybe I do need to speak to someone and then you know that's where they helped me to really find the grassroots Mm. of 
where all these emotions, um, where I bottled them up and didn't really get to express them, um, just all came out at once in different ways or for different reasons. Um, there was a time at work where I absolutely exploded um, over a simple thing, but I almost got told that you should be happy that you have this. And I'm like, I should be what? <laughs> it was just like, you know, again, that trigger coming is just like, what, why should I, you know? Um, but having to sp- speak, spoken to someone um, and really guiding me through the steps to just say, you know, it's okay to accept that you have gone through this um, and you can speak on it. And it was not until then that I actually made this my pageant platform mm. because before I didn't and I didn't speak about it. And it was once I accepted that I can grow and I can get out from that experience that I've gone through even though you know a lot of people always look at me and go well you know I think your mom went through a lot and I was like yeah but I I witnessed it I saw it I heard it is that there's still there's still a lot that affect the full family the kids and people need to understand more and get more of it and just because the children um it's mentally that it affects them more than anything and yeah, it's just, it's, it's hard because even now talking about it, I'm getting like really like teared up and heart filled, mm. um, just thinking and looking back, but it's just important that we really do accept because I had to accept, you know what, this was an experience you went through. It does not make you less of a person. And even though you were not the person that was abused, you can speak on it. Um, and then I was like, you know what, now I've sat, you know, made my peace with that part. Let me start talking about it. And then that's what pushed me now to be able to speak to you today. (laughs) Otherwise I wouldn't really. Yeah. It's, it's that realization of this terrible thing happened. Let's make more people aware of these things. And it does annoy me sometimes when people say that, yes, your mom went through it, but you didn't because you were there through all of it you had to witness the aftermath you had to hear everything and it's it's like when people say for children not to watch scary movies and scary films and stuff like that Mm -hmm. you know you were living a scary movie in your house yeah um and that's what I mean even if like later on in life you do go through that cycle because sometimes it is a vicious cycle yeah where it happens because you're so used to what's happened it's just a normality but um there is, yeah, it needs to be more addressed that children that do go through these sort of things and these situations of domestic abuse within the house, um, that it, it does affect it. I know that the refuge now, when my sister went in there, they had, like, these children days, which was yeah. really cute. They're they doing had, like, those... more now, yeah. Yeah. More for the children and even from the younger ages, mm. just really having that, it's a conversation but it doesn't seem that intense but they really get the little ones to really like speak up um and just really like see where their minds are and for the even teenager age they do have like counseling whether it's group or individual so you know at the closer time you get to you know acknowledge and be able they really do a lot of work a lot of work to really just help 
everyone, not just the um, mums or the dads, but the children as well are going through it. So a lot. Everyone affected. Um, yeah. So with that, with pageantry, do you think pageantry has helped or hindered your mental health journey? I would say pageantry has helped me um, in a sense because I didn't know a lot more that, or I didn't know that much about mental health until like I heard from other pageant girls mm-hmm. um, because I always knew okay yeah mental health and you think when you think mental health you just think depression anxiety yeah. right and then I came like in the when I um, listened to my fellow pageant sisters to talk about the different types and going into details how it affects you and I was just like whoa wow this you know there's a lot and you're not the only one that, you know, are experiencing these things and stuff like that. So for me, it really helped me in a sense, like I got to learn more. Mm. And also I did something that took my mind off like my day to day work. Cause when I do my pageant stuff, it's like so much more relaxed from my everyday <laughs> job. And it was like my escape. Um, and I got, got to, dress up like if you see me on a normal day gosh geez I look like a ragamuffin (laughs) (laughs) and then I get pageant weekend and I feel like a whole born again (laughs) type of woman (laughs) um it was definitely I would say something that really helped me because it just it's that upliftment and being around you know that group of women or even young some of the younger ones are so inspiring as well just being around so many inspirational um girls or women and you know just having conversations because what I like about pageant week you have conversations about any and everything (laughs) like from one thing to another and then you'll be surprised as how much it can just help you as a person just grow and it definitely has and just really to focus as well on my mental health and just understanding that, hey, Chanel, it is normal that you can have a cry. It is normal that you're not perfect. Um, and I think pageant land is definitely has helped me with all of that. We all need a good cry now and again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we all do to let those emotions out. It is, it is healthy to let your emotions out. Yeah. Um, so much. So... <laughs> With pageantry, of course, we have lots of different things. The pageant that you're competing for Yummy, we have mm-hmm. the Aspire to Inspire motto. Um, and you're encouraged to have your own platform. So your platform is, of course, um, domestic abuse. And I know you've done a few campaigns to educate. So um, how have you used your, your title to kind of promote this advocacy? Mm-hmm. Um, so always I do as much as I can. Um, The focus for me this year with um, my platform was to really um, put, shed a light on the non-physical domestic abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's just to really focus on to see that women, women, you know, or even, you know, or young teenagers, you know, can be going through something in a relationship that is not physical. So how can we focus more on not looking for scars, but looking for like maybe how withdrawal they've become, how maybe their energy has changed or if they're acting different and how, you know, you can understand 
more about these things that they may be going through and how you can help. Mm. Um, I think the help is very important because as humans, we tend to think, oh, come on, you can get out of this girl. You don't need to stay in this, da, 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 da. But maybe that's not what she needs. Um, and we need to also understand that we're giving the right help to the person that needs the help and not the help that we think is appropriate. So that was a really big thing for me and just really getting out there. And my campaign that I did was, or I'm still doing, is it's not always as it seems, um, which is really important because someone can be this happy person uh, to cover up things that are going on behind closed doors that you will never know. Um, and sometimes you just really need to dig deeper um and my plan is you know when this podcast is coming out I'll be doing a range of different things as well on my Instagram mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a, have a lot of plans in place it's just really just to again just to shed light to say we need to speak about these topics they are not private they are not taboo they need to be spoken about because it's unacceptable and it's important for me why I actually started to really fully to say, I'm going to speak up on this is because I don't want my, I have four younger sisters. I do not want them to go through domestic abuse. I would want to shed the light or even if they have to not say have to, but even if they experience it, they, you know, someone would be able to help them or they know that they can come to me for help. So that's very important for me. So I will really always speak up on it. until your ears are tired um (laughs) until we stop saying it's a private matter because that honestly that that's the worst statement that gets to me when somebody goes oh but it's such a private topic to speak about (laughs) I'm just like no 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 how are we going to help people that need it if we're all going to shy away from such a topic and also with that by saying it's a private matter kind of it alienates the the victim and protects the perpetrator because well um and it's educate I get the whole with your sisters I wouldn't want my sisters to go through that because obviously they we all grew up in the same household but for Penelope oh <laughs> gosh she went like <laughs> honestly I'm so glad that her childhood would be completely different mm. to mine because I know now, I mean, I've got obviously going through two abusive relationships and living through it, that the next person now that has to come, I think as well, when you have gone through that time, a lot of a lot of women will stay single for, for a very long time because yeah. you know your self-worth, you know you've been through the worst of it, you know that the person who has to come in and change life has to be very special. Mm. Otherwise, they just ain't worth it. Yeah. Science. Great. <laughs> <laughs> great they're gonna have to top the charts oh gosh yeah yeah and even now more than ever with Penelope like I have obviously had relationships and stuff afterwards but now with Penelope I have to look at what will happen if anything happened to me with Penelope like I would never want her to see what I saw when I was younger or experience any of that so yeah veto checks um every background information you can have mm-hmm. So any potential men out there, I'm sorry, but that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Got to protect. Checks, you know, CRBs, everything. <laughs> Literally, I need references. I need. <laughs> yep, yep. It should be a requirement. You know, 
your ex just to write a paragraph about you, what did, what would she say? Type of thing. So Tinder, if you're listening right now, on the, there should be reviews. <laughs> we laugh about it, but actually, it would be really helpful. That actually, would be really good. Yeah, <laughs> really helpful to all of us. When they say, "Oh, my exes are so crazy," were they? Were they really, or was it your behavior exactly. that made them think that way? Mm. That's classic gaslighting right there. Yep. Um, but so yes, there's going to be lots of stuff coming out on your Instagram, of course, because it's your platform. It'll be we're in the midst of the 16 days. Well, you know, firstly, right now we're not, but <laughs> when you're <laughs> listening to this, there yeah. will be lots of stuff. So please look out for any signs, um, anything. Yes, when you said about giving the advice that they would want rather than the stuff that you would do that's so important because we can always state oh they should have left they should have done this they should have done that but you don't know what goes through that girl's mind or men because obviously it does happen to men but we are talking primarily about females right now for our personal experience you don't know what's going through their mind you don't know how much confidence they've lost what control Mm -hmm. because the men can have financial control over the females as well um it's a very delicate situation sometimes um so before we finish um Mm -hmm. is there anything that you would like to um tell everyone today anything I would say ladies big thing if you are going through it or experiencing whether it's physical mental financial whatever type of abuse you're going through it is not shameful to ask for help Mm. we are here to help you whether you know me personally or not if you drop me a message I will be there and there are lots lots of charity out there that are really helping women and finding that safe space so if you're going through it First thing is drop that guilt. It is not yours. It is your abusers. So you can get through it. That's it from me. That's that is the end of it. Yes, honestly, it is not. It is not your fault that they are doing these things to you. It is is their problem, not yours. So, yeah, definitely don't be afraid to ask for help because it's hard, but it'll be the best thing that you've done. Yeah, when oh, you're ready. Yes, <sighs> in your own time. Ever, thank you so much Thanks for so being much. on the podcast today. 